What's going on, people? It's your boy Kalechi, and I'm back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. Welcome to every single one of you joining me again today. I appreciate each and every single one of you for clicking that button, hitting play, and listening to me ramble on and on about all kinds of different topics today. I hope y'all have had a great weekend. I hope y'all did something fun for the Halloween weekend. Well, it's not really the Halloween weekend, but it's a weird thing where if Halloween falls in the middle of the week, most people will do something before Halloween comes about or after. How do you guys celebrate? Or how do you guys do it? Do you do it before or after? Technically, I don't really celebrate Halloween, but somebody was like, yo, uh, we are having a costume party. You want to come through? And I was like, "Mm, why not? Might as well get out of the house a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But really, I didn't want to go also because I'm super lazy and I don't like socializing that much, which is not a good attitude it's not a good thing to not socialize but anyway i ended up going i ended up having fun so you know it's always good to go out but anyway let me know how do you guys do it when halloween is like in the middle of the week and you can't really do what you want to do so you know it's on thursday night and so you have work on friday so you can't go trick-or-treating thursday night because if you're out too late you know it's way too late but anyway that's besides the point but i hope y'all had a great weekend i hope y'all did some fun stuff i after the party came home i'm gonna be able to see my family and see everybody so i'm looking forward to doing that or rather i'm doing that right now so it's uh it's good to be able to spend time with family spend time with loved ones if you have the opportunity to go spend some time with those you love call them up talk to them if you can't go spend time with them just talk to them let them know hey what's up how you doing i just want to say hello i just want to see how you're doing Call those people up that you know you ought to call and just talk to them. Or even send a text. And it doesn't have to be anything long. Just be like, yo, what's up? I just wanted to say hi. I want to see how you're doing. How's life going? That kind of thing. But hope y'all had a wonderful weekend. I'm going to say it for the third time. I don't know why I keep repeating myself. But anyway, moving on into the topics. Last week, we talked about the earnings that so many companies in the S&P 500 we're going to be showing their earnings for this for the third quarter of this year and they all did all their earnings reports so we're going to go through some of the highlights from those earnings reports like i said we're going to be doing that this week it's a whole lot of earnings for most of this news is going to be do with earnings and some of the general ideas we can get out of those earnings because that shows us the direction that the economy might be going the good news is overall the earnings showed something that's pretty good and it affected the s p 500 in a positive way the s p 500 is edging closer to new highs that's the best way to put it to new highs that it's had in history like to the highest levels of amount that it's ever had to the highest level of gains that it's ever high so it's about to make history which shows that these companies did really well in the third quarter which is again like we talked about last week it's always it's something that still makes economies scratch their head as to what exactly is going on in the economy this doesn't make sense it doesn't match up to what we're actually dealing with and now go and we'll go more into that a little bit later with just the balance of why is everything seemingly so going so well, but yet we have these signs of a recession happening. But we'll get more into that as we go into the topics. Let's start off with Tesla. 
Tesla reported really, really good news about their uh, about their earnings from the third quarter. So much so that their stock shot up 20% after the earnings report, which is always good. If your stock is going up 20%, it means that investors are excited. Investors want to invest in your company more and more. It means your company is doing something right, unlike other companies that may not be doing anything right. So they announced that they had a profit of 143 million dollars and reported the lowest operating expenses since the model 3 production started now this is important especially the expenses news that's what investors really keyed on that tesla is able to cut down their expenses their manufacturing costs because one of the things that has been happening with the model 3s is just delays upon delays upon delays that has been happening with the production of the model 3s so it's good to see that tesla is finally getting to the point where they're able to balance out where they're able to know exactly what it takes to be able to make a company to be able to develop a car not make a company but rather to be able for them to develop a car to be able to produce a car over and over and over and over again now the profit side they made 143 million dollars that's a good bit but it's not that much in all honesty for a billion dollar company but it's showing signs that because we're cutting down our costs because we're cutting down our production costs we're able to make more money which means that tesla is finally becoming more and more of a profitable company Company, which in other words means that as the news will have it tesla is now the most valuable u.s manufacturing car company in the u.s which is amazing to see that it's unbelievable that they're even challenging so much so they're challenging gm challenging the fords challenging all these other american car companies and beating them out as the number one manufacturing company at least value wise not production wise not by the amount of vehicles they make but value wise in other words investors value them to be a better investment than they do any other company which is incredible to see a company that came out of nowhere just literally came out of nowhere completely has revolutionized the the car industry so much so that we are seeing so many different cars jump into that area jump into it trying to figure out how do we make electric cars like i said one time ford is about to announce their electric car that's based on the mustang we already know about uh volkswagen which owns porsche already announced their the taycan which is a fully electric car and we're seeing so many other car companies releasing electric vehicles because it's becoming more and more of a big field because more people want electric vehicles and tesla has just completely revolutionized that industry and now they are the most valuable car company at least united states size you still have the mercedes-benz of the world and those bmws of the world, which are more valuable than tesla but still it shows that they're starting to challenge these companies and forcing these companies to change so that's good news now moving on from tesla let's go into microsoft and microsoft did what microsoft did they're the big boy of the industry right now and they came out and they just smashed the earnings reports like they smashed all the expectations that were expected the expectations that they were expected oh lord the expectations that investors had put on them for their third quarter so much so they reported a quarterly profit of 10.7 billion dollars last quarter remember how we said 143 million from tesla well listen microsoft don't be playing no games they came out and they said we are back on top baby and that's another thing they came out on top and they're now the most valuable company in the world beating out apple once again because apple took over for a short while but microsoft after this earnings report they came back out they came out swinging and they came out swinging for the fences so some of the reasons why microsoft was able to 
have such an increase in their growth and be able to make that much of a profit is because their cloud service business, Azure, which we've talked about in the past, Azure grew over 59% last quarter, which is crazy. They're one of the few cloud services that's able to combat with uh, AWS. Now, they don't have as much users as AWS, but they're stealing users slowly but surely. We're seeing it with, like we talked about in the past, Walmarts of the world, Targets of the world are siding more and more with Microsoft because they want to go against Amazon, which is undercutting their business. Rather than giving Amazon so much money to do what Amazon wants to do on the shopping front, they're deciding to go with other places. That's why that's why Microsoft comes in and Microsoft becomes that company and is showing in their earnings report. It's showing with the amount of profit that they're able to bring into the businesses. And it's just showing that Microsoft has completely changed the way that they've been doing business. In the past, Microsoft would have never been, been able to announce that they've been doing this. But with their new leader, with their new CEO, we're changing the direction of the company to be focused on cloud services and then bilateral and go into other little businesses here and there, but not shutting off the world completely, but actually partnering partnering up with other people is showing that they're finally growing. They're doing what they need to be doing. And it has completely changed the dimension for that company. And that's something great to see. But like I said before, Microsoft is a surefire bet right now. I'm so glad I invested in Microsoft because the earnings I'm getting back is still good. Mm, it feels so nice. Just knowing like, I'm, it, I mean, it shot up when I invested in it was like 70 something bucks. And now that thing has shot up to like 140 something bucks for their, for their shares. So I'm just like, yo, it's so nice. Like I'm just saying it's so nice. So if you have a little bit of change inside your pocket, I will say it again, invest inside Microsoft. They are doing something. They are doing something in that side. Like they're just going to continue growing. In my opinion, I know at some point they're going to have to slow down because growth is not everlasting. But right now, Microsoft is hot. Microsoft is super duper hot. So moving on from there, we got another one. Now some negative news. Boeing continues to take major, major L's. They had a 53% drop in their third quarter profit, according to their earnings report. And this is mainly due to, as we all know, the 733, uh, 737 Max that had that those two plane accidents that happened. And later we found out that it was because of some of the the systems that they had put in the plane, but they didn't train anybody on the plane. They didn't take all the precautions they needed to take before sending those planes out. The and, and so that has really dropped their profits because they were supposed to be producing those planes, giving them to different companies to be able to use and make that money. But because of the issues, because of the FAA restrictions on the plane, because of all the legal ramifications that have come out of that, because of all the things that surround those plane crashes, They've not been able to take the F the 737 off of the tarmac. They've not been able to sh sell any more of those 737s. They've basically not been able to do anything with it. And so their profits are taking major losses this last quarter. It took major losses. And it's not just affecting Boeing alone. It's also affecting other airlines. It's affecting Southwest and American Airlines, just to name a few that have suffered over $1 billion in losses because of not getting these 737 MAX planes and having to cancel so many flights in other to make up for it because they had a large, also the other problem was they had a large fleet of 737 MAXs in their arsenal. And so now that 
they had to ground those planes it's costing them a whole lot of money to be able to find other planes to use in the meantime or just have to straight up cancel flights and that's a lot of money when you're having to cancel flights and having to delay people and do all this other stuff and it just shows how more and more in the economy that we have today each company depends on other companies one company cannot just do it on their own they're dependent on supplies from other companies and so when one company starts to suffer a lot of companies starts to suffer as well so it just shows us how much more we're interconnected in this economy today nobody can be a lone island and just do it by themselves you have to be able to figure out a way to work with other people but also ensure that those people are doing what they need to do to ensure that your business doesn't take an l as well that's why you see a lot of the times where companies have people that are on their board that work for the other company just to make sure that they're asking the right questions and make sure that things are going the way that they need to be going anyway moving on from there another interesting earnings that we have to talk about is caterpillar's earnings report now caterpillar may seem boring of a company which they make bulldozers and not really fun stuff like Tesla and Microsoft, but their stock and their earnings is a very important indicator. We've talked about it in the past. It's a very indicator, oh my god, important indicator of where the market is going, of where the world economy is going. Are we growing or are we shrinking? And they had a bad quarter last quarter. They missed their target revenue by six percent, and they announced that they expect revenue to be lower in the fourth quarter. Again expectations versus reality if you expect for something to happen and you're not able to hit those expectations it doesn't look good we've talked about it in the past it just does not look good when you say i expect to make fifteen thousand dollars and then you only make ten thousand dollars investors are going to say why didn't you hit your expectation or why didn't you hit the mark that you set not the mark that we set but the mark that you set on yourself why weren't you able to hit that mark and one of the key things to take away from this is it might just be a sign amongst many other signs that we're seeing global growth slow down a lot, especially with all the different things that's affecting global growth, the tariffs, the trade wars, all these uh, all these things happening in different countries and in different parts of the world. We're finally starting to see some of those effects take place. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is another one of those things that indicates we might be heading to a recession, but yet we're seeing companies who are doing well, the Microsofts of the world, the Teslas of the world, reporting incredible growth in this last quarter. So it's just making economists, once again, head scratching, questioning what exactly is going on. What exactly do we need to be doing? Or what exactly are we not seeing that is happening in the economy right now? Ford beat their expected earnings for the third quarter, but then lowered their year-end revenue due to sales in China. AKA, we've been talking about it, The trade war between the U.S. and China is going to affect multiple companies. And Ford is finally saying, yo, for our expectations for the end of this year, we don't expect to do that well. So don't take don't downgrade our stock, which their stock was still downgraded, because if you start off with the year saying we expect to do this and then you come back in the middle of the year and say, oh, due to whatever circumstances, we have to reduce our expectations, earnings expectations for the rest of the year. Well, your stock is going to take a tumble and Ford stock, I think it tumbled about 15% um, after they announced those news. It did good last quarter, but they don't expect to do good the rest of the year. And one of the biggest reasons for that that's affecting it, like I said, is China not having enough sales in China. So 
Anyway, remember how we talked about McDonald's last week and how McDonald's didn't have nearly the amount of foot traffic that it normally does, but the way it's making money is by selling more to each person that comes to McDonald's? Well, Chipotle is definitely not having those problems. Chipotle smashed their earnings report and smashed their earnings expectations. They had an 11% increase in same-store sales. Their rewards app is doing something. I don't know why more, more shops and more places don't have a rewards app. Chick-fil-A has one. Chipotle has one. A lot of places I go to that I choose to go to have rewards, have a rewards program. Now, the good thing about rewards program is I get something for free eventually, which is key to why I choose to go to these places repetitively. But also another reason why Chipotle is doing so well is because of the health crave time that we are in right now. People are less likely to go to a fast food place or a fried fast food place and go to a more healthy or what they deem to be more healthy and that falls in chipotle and the thing is like chipotle's prices are very very much in line with the prices of going to like let's say chick-fil-a if you want to get a chicken bowl at chipotle it's about seven bucks at chick-fil-a if you want to get a full sandwich meal it's about seven bucks so if you want to go to a fast food place but you want to try and be on, on the healthier way you go to chick i mean you go to chipotle and so it's just interesting Interesting to note that Chipotle is just destroying so much so that they're opening planning on opening more stores which shows that they see and forecasting more growth to come so it just shows that in the world we live in today healthy options beat out the old fast and quick options we want even though Chipotle is still very fast in all honesty it doesn't take as long as you would think to go to Chipotle order your lunch and be out of there it doesn't take that long and that's one of the good things that's helping Chipotle and people just want to be healthier in this day and age and I would say to every single person out there choose Chipotle if you're going out for lunch or something rather than going to get a greasy meal I promise you you can get Chipotle and it is so filling that's the other thing about Chipotle versus all this fast food I can go to Chick-fil-a get a chicken sandwich large fries a drink and I'm still not filled up but I go to Chipotle I get a chicken bowl I'm gonna be filled up because it's a healthy amount of food it's something that's supposed to actually fill you up rather for you than for you to spend more in order to get the same amount in your body so Chipotle is doing really well. It's a good thing to see. Get those reward points. Go and sign up for all the reward programs. If somebody says they, are, they have reward program where they will give you points if you buy something. If you're going to buy the thing anyway, you might as well get something small back when you go and buy the thing. So sign up for reward programs, whether it's at your stores like Kroger has a reward program. They have sales all the time. You get good sales. Uh, Chick-fil-A has a reward program. Get that app. Get the Chick-fil-A app. Get the Chipotle app. Any place that has a reward program, you might as well you get the app and use it to your benefit. If not, you're just losing out on free stuff. And Chick Chick-fil-A zone. In fact, let me just, aside from being not as healthy as Chipotle, let me sell Chick-fil-A for you people. Sometimes some of these Chick-fil-A sauce, they just give you free things. Like the other day, I got free chicken minis just because I am a customer of of uh, of Chick-fil-A. They just said, just because, here's some free chicken minis. I, I said, eh, it's just like that. So just go and join these programs. Anyway, that's beside the point. So moving on from there, let's talk about Amazon one of the largest companies in the world they call them the big five and amazon is one of them and well apparently changing from two-day shipping to one-day shipping is hella expensive for them to be able to do it's super expensive and i feel like when amazon was doing their uh earnings report and we're talking about how expensive it is to go to a one-day shipping system 
I feel like UPS and FedEx were looking at them. Well, mainly FedEx. We're looking at them like, we told y'all. We told y'all this thing ain't easy. You think it's easy to ship? You think it's easy to do logistics? Nah, it ain't easy, fam. It ain't easy, fam. So Amazon in the last earnings report. So Amazon for the first time in two years reported a drop in 7% uh, in the, in profit. In other words, they actually didn't make money for uh, for the first time in a long time. They actually reported losses in, in money, in the amount of money that they're making for the first time in two years. Now, investors are not very happy with this because they waited over 18 years for Amazon to become a profitable business. And so they do not want to go back to the days where Amazon was not profitable. So their stock dropped about 7% on the news and it was basically because of like we're talking about the one day shipping going from two days to one day shipping is not easy it's very very expensive now in the long run it will profit amazon at least that's what amazon says that it's going to profit them in the long run but however right now to build the infrastructure they need especially after fedex just kind of gave them the heisman and said we're not doing anything with y'all anymore we're gonna keep moving we're doing away with y'all since y'all want to come in on our space and do what we do and go into the logistics business yeah we ain't trying to feed your pockets to make y'all better so you can come and beat us at what we do so fedex gave them the heisman and kept it moving amazon is still building their infrastructure which means they need to spend a whole lot more money but don't let that deceive you. Amazon is still making plenty of money because of, like we said before, AWS, Amazon Web Services. Their cloud service is so massive. They make a, a boatload of money on their cloud service. So don't let it deceive you to think that um, Amazon is losing money or anything like that. But however, with challenging challenges from Walmart and Target beginning to open their own one-day deliveries when they partner up with different delivery drivers and things like that, Amazon really has to step up its game to be able to deliver things in one day to customers or else it's going to it's not going to be able to grow as much as it expects to grow. So even though they didn't report profit, it doesn't mean that Amazon is not a good stock to buy. As a matter of fact, if you have a little bit of pocket change, I will say buy Amazon low since it dropped recently, even though their shares are super expensive, buy their shares low, which relatively it's low because it will still jump back up. I expect that at, oh, and this is another news that they actually announced. They expect that they're not going to make as much money in the upcoming holiday shopping season. In other words, they don't expect people to shop and buy as much as they did last year. They're saying they're predicting losses due to the trade war, due to tariffs, and due to prices won't be as low as they expect this is bad news and you know i've been saying i've been talking about how the holiday season is a shopping season this is the time that people are going to be shopping and if amazon is saying that they're predicting less than they did last year they predict less traffic on their not necessarily traffic on their website but less amounts to be spent this year than was spent last year that's not good that's not good that's more signs these are signs these are predictions first of all but it's signs that maybe we're not in a good place right now Maybe again, combining that with the Caterpillar results, this ain't good. This ain't good. This ain't good. But nevertheless, I'll still tell you, invest in Amazon. They will grow regardless of how you look at it. They will grow. They have their hands in too many different things for them not to grow. Anyway, Twitter. Remember last week we talked about Facebook and we talked about Instagram and we talked about Snap and we talked about Twitter and how it's important for Snap and Twitter to keep growing. 
Well, Twitter reported their earnings report as well, and they are growing, which is good to be able to challenge Facebook. They are growing, but however, they aren't growing as fast as Snap grew. So Twitter has about 145 million active users, which is good. But when you start comparing it to their competition, which is Snapchat, Snapchat has 210, Instagram has 500 million, and Facebook has 1.6 billion user daily users like every day people are the people who actually check it every single day that's not good when investors are looking at that number it shows that yes you guys are growing but the clip you guys are growing at it doesn't compare to the clip that let's say snapchat is growing at and the clip that facebook is stayed at and the clip that instagram keeps growing at and so on that news they actually their stock dropped about 20 percent but the, another attachment of why their stock dropped 20% was also due to the fact that the main re- ways these companies make money is advertising. And Twitter had an issue with their advertising, which caused them to lose a lot of advertisers because they had a uh, bug in their system that was showing the wrong advertising to the wrong people, aka meat eaters were getting, uh, you should probably go for a meat cleansing diet right now, advertising where uh non-meat eaters or vegans were getting advertisements for new burgers and new steaks and stuff like that or so it really messed up and a lot of advertisers were like well if you're not gonna get this algorithm thing corrected we're not giving you any money and we're gonna pull our advertising until you fix your stuff so so that they don't lose potential customers because if i'm eating meat and i'm not trying to go on a diet i have not looked up anything for a diet and they start showing me all this nonsense about going on a diet i'll get mad because i ain't trying to go on a diet and i definitely will not buy the product that you're advertising to me so that caused that plus the news that they're not growing that fast caused their stock to drop 20 percent but it's still good because it shows that Twitter is growing and it's, able to, it's going to be able to challenge Facebook. And we need more and more companies to challenge Instagram and Facebook. If you don't know, Facebook owns Instagram. So we need more companies to challenge these two platforms so that it's not everyone is seeing the exact same things and run by the same algorithms of Facebook. So that's just some of the highlights of some of the earnings reports. We're going to get more earnings reports this week. But these are some of the highlights from last week's earnings report. It was the week of the S&P 500. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, the S&P 500 is, histor- is growing at a historical rate and it's about to reach a historical mark of growth. It's about to make it's about to be worth more than it's ever been worth before in the past, which is great news. However, as we talked about before, and we're going to get right into it. We're not sure exactly what's going on with the economy. Are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? And that's going to lead us right into the federal spending budget. And it's like anything else in life, a a company would be like, how do we get out of this hole? Just keep spending. I owe too much money. What do we do? Keep swipe, swipe, sliding that card. Keep swiping. At some point, it will correct itself. Well, that's what the federal government does when things seem to be going awry because the federal budget deficit is now about $20 billion close to hitting $1 trillion. It is at $984 billion, so I guess $16 billion. And this is the highest it's been in over seven years. Remember, seven years ago, we were recovering from a from a recession and one of the things that caused the the deficit to go up so high was like the obama administration like was spending all kinds of money to try and push the economy further and so it raises the question 
why are we at such a high percentage of the deficit if we're not in a recession? But from last year to this year in the fiscal year, which is September to September, the federal budget deficit had increased over 26%. That is so high. Like, how do we grow up if the economy doesn't need a boost or if the economy were not in a recession? Why do we need to spend that much? Or why is the government spending that much money? Part of that is due to, as we'll go into it, some of the reasons for this is one, the US population is just getting older and older and older. So more money has to be spent on social security, on healthcare, and those kind of ser services, Medicaid, those kind of services, more money needs to be spent in there because as the population ages, you have more people that are depending on these things to meet their daily their daily needs uh, from, from after they retire and everything. So the population is growing older, but also defense spending is going higher and higher and higher. It's getting more and more expensive. I mean, the border, the wall ain't gonna build itself, you know, very expensive. So they're spending more money defense-wise. And then also the national debt, the debt of the United States is so high that at this point they're paying almost the same amount that they're paying in interest as the amount of the budget so it's about 380 billion dollars that is being paid in interest which is almost equal to the amount of medicaid that is being paid that is a crazy amount to think about the amount of interest that's just an interest payment not even the actual debt not the debt itself so it's just looking at those numbers it's just like these are some of the major things that is causing the deficit to just keep going up and up and up so when you look at that side you have to also look at how exactly is the government making money. So the federal budget deficit, what it is, is the difference between the federal government's revenue and its spending. So we've talked about how it's spending and what is causing all this money to be spent. But so how is the government making money? So the tariffs, the tariffs is one of those areas that is actually being able to pull money into the economy for uh, the government. It's uh, uh, over over the year with the tariffs being put in place, it has made over $70 billion additional dollars from just the tariffs, which is good. But then again, the $1.5 trillion tax cut is really hurting. It was supposed to boost the economy and get companies to spend more money and do what it's supposed to do, but it didn't boost it to the level that it was needed. Now, the problem is not that the deficit is so high as we've talked about. We've had deficit be this high before during the Obama administration when the country was trying to come out of a recession and the best way to get the company to come out of the recession was for the government to spend money like no man's business was for them to spend 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 but at the same time we've only ever seen it reach these levels during that recession and during wartime when the government needs more money to build for military spending and so the question as i stated in the beginning when i when i was talking about this segment is are we in a recession because as far as i know unless you people know something that i don't know we are at no physical war so the only other reason that we'll be spending this much is a recession so this is why economies are all economists are also questioning are we in a recession right now are we actually in a recession and it's something that we need to start questioning and looking more at this is the question that we keep on asking. We, we went over the earnings report and we saw that companies are doing well. The S&P 500 is growing to a very good number. It's about to hit historical highs. 
But if the government is spending this much, they have to be trying to prevent something, which is why economies are trying to balance out the two. They don't understand exactly what's going on. And it's just making people scratch their heads and question what exactly are we doing? What exactly is going on? Is this, are we in a recession? Or are we not in a recession? Is the economy doing good or is it not doing good? And part of the problem is also because of the administration that's empowered, where they keep going back and forth. They do one thing one way one day, and then tomorrow they change their minds. And it's a very schizophrenic, very disorderly, very bipolar administration that we probably have in power right now. And it just doesn't give anyone a direction of how they're going to face this thing, or of how things are going to be consistent, or of how to get things to be consistent. So it's just one of those big questions that everyone has right now as far as everyone being economists have right now so anyway i've been talking about this for a good minute but there's a few more things i want to talk about before i leave you and say have a good week so the the popeye's chicken sandwich is finally coming back in november but in all honesty i don't think any of y'all care that much because popeye's lost this chance to be the chicken king because you just how are you gonna run out of chicken sandwiches but i'm still gonna go try it because i didn't try it the first time around but i do want to know what, what it was but they lost their chance at dominance and it just shows like versus it just shows the kind of cu a company culture they have in all honesty now that's me making a grandeur grand statement out of nothing but if you can't fulfill your to your customers what your customers expect for you to fulfill that shows what kind of company you are. Now, moving on from there, I also want to talk about Kanye's new album, Jesus is King. And I just want to talk about it from the perspective of us Christians. If you don't know, I am a Christian. And I just want to put this out there for every single one of us. If you are a Christian or not, I just want to put this out there for every, especially Christians. I want us to be open about the evolution of Kanye and not just look at and say one of the two things, which I've been hearing this a lot. Oh, he ain't going to last. He's just doing this for the money. He's just doing this for the short time so he can do what he wants. Like, that's the worst thing you can do right now. I think the most important thing is we should rejoice in the fact that somebody is being saved. We should rejoice in the fact that he has come to know Christ. We should rejoice in the fact that he's finally coming to know God and he's coming into that fro. And we should really rejoice and celebrate that with, with, with where he is and with his position, he's going to be able to show a different side of Christianity that some of us who have been Christians for a long time have forgotten about. And he's going to be able to show that to other people and invite them into knowing Christ himself and into knowing the love of God and into being a child of God and into the, the greatness that it is to be a Christian and just how awesome it is to be a Christian. The love that surrounds you, the, the presence of God that just fills your heart and fills your soul and fills your mind. And I think it is important for us to use this as an opportunity to reach out to our friends and our family who may not know God and use it as an opportunity to share the story of Kanye as he is right now. I mean, for me, this is just, it just reminds me of the Bible passage that talks about that when, that even when the 99, God would leave the 99 to go after the one. And so, and when the one is saved, that the entire host of heaven celebrates. So we should be celebrating this. This is a victory for heaven. This is a victory for, for Christians everywhere. So I, I really want to put that out there that this album I'm, I'm usually not the biggest fan of Kanye just in general. I just don't like his stuff that much. 
but I like this album. Um, it's there are some songs on there that are pretty good, but it's just like it's important also to see that he is so fervent and he is chasing after and walking out his salvation. His he's saving with fear and trembling and allow him the space to do that do not bash this man do not come after this man but rather use this as an opportunity to reach out to other people in the same way so listen to the album the album is pretty good but at the same time i will say it again do not pedestal anybody about anything don't put anybody on some pedestal or anything like that but at the same time celebrate be happy that he's saved and then i think even this is more incumbent on us to even pray more for those of our friends and families who are not saved and to speak more to them so we can celebrate because if it was me i know the friends of kanye's who have been speaking into his life are celebrating right now are rejoicing so much right now to say he is finally in the like to say wow we have been seeing him and we have been talking to him we have been praying for him and now look at where he is and i know it's going to be the same way when my friends come to the faith as well and come to know christ as well and when god has that unbelievable presence in their life and it's just going to be the same way where i'm going to be celebrating and screaming out for them and being so rejoicing to see god come and take over their lives completely so it's very important that we do not excavate kanye i don't have a good word excommunicate exterminate or just sit on the sideline and judge him and be like oh i'm waiting when will he fall when will he make a mistake that's terrible first of all if you're thinking that that's terrible that's very pharisean of you and that's not what we do we're not that's not that's not what it is to follow christ we celebrate and we help people get back up if you're a true follower of christ you are celebrating this moment right now so anyway that's all i have for y'all I hope y'all enjoy the podcast. I know I kind of went on a different side, but like I said before, one of the things we will talk about on this channel is faith because that's one of the biggest part of my life. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all this week. I hope you have a great and blessed week. I'm about to enjoy my fam. I'll talk to y'all later. God bless y'all. 